welcome to some more great Bible preaching from the pulpit of Capital City Baptist Church in the heart of Austin, Texas. Our prayer is that your relationship with Christ is strengthened and that you are blessed by the time you spend in the Word of God with us today. Luke 1, we'll start uh, reading verse 5. Uh, you guys uh, follow along, I'm going to read, and as you follow along here, Luke 1, 5. The Bible says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God, in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Now, this is a beautiful passage of Scripture, and when you read about the Christmas story and the different chapters uh, that, of the Bible that have to do with it, it's amazing how many times that you'll see the phrase, Fear not. Fear not. Let's continue reading. Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer. Is heard. Now, this is not the message, but isn't it interesting that he says, Fear not, Zacharias. He knows his name. He knows where he is, and he knows that he's been praying. Amen? Amen. Thy prayer is heard. And thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we love you this morning. Father, thank you so much our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for gathering us together here in this place at this time uh, with this purpose of preaching your word. Father, I pray that you give us ears to hear, open and receptive hearts that maybe I might receive what you have for us this morning. Father, if there's someone in our midst that's lost, I pray that they be saved. Father, those that are uh, discouraged and defeated, those that are disoriented, Father, touch their hearts. Open up their eyes. Help them to see. And Father, we ask you to be glorified in everything that is said and done this morning. Help us to pay attention to receive that which you have uh, for us this morning. Make many decisions be made this morning that would honor you and glorify you and that would affect the eternity or the eternal destiny of many others. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, as a pastor, uh, preaching about Christmas year after year gets uh, quite difficult you say, why? I was thinking last Sunday, or actually in the preparation to preach last Sunday's message, 
uh, I was sitting down and looking through different things and reading over uh, passages of scriptures that have to do with the Lord uh, Jesus Christ with his birth, also uh, John the Baptist. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got to stand behind my pulpit and preach uh, to my people once again about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is a blessing to do that. But folks come and they sit in the pews and they, well, okay, what's he going to say today? What new thing is he going to give us? We've heard it all. And you can see it on their faces. You can see it in their attitude. You can see it when they're singing. They're there thinking, okay, it's the same old, same old, same old, same old. Remember several years ago, I got a hold of a few books and I was looking in those books and, and looking for different illustrations. I need an illustration about Christmas to get people fired up thinking again about that great gift that God has given to us when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this world. And I got, whoa. It's like the Lord rebuked me. What are you doing? It's not an illustration. It's not an example. It's not about these kind of things. That's not the problem. The problem is that the hearts of men and women today are cold and callous to the things of God that we have to try to invent something, create something, and look for something to stir up God's people about one of the greatest events of all times. It's terrible. It's a testimony of where we're at today. Cold heart. The people of God find themselves without direct communication from God. Indifferent and non-submissive to the will of God. The Lord had left off speaking to His people because of their obstinate unbelief. 400 years have passed during which the people of God had not received a prophetic word from Him. However, all that is about to change. First with the events that surround the birth of John the Baptist, and later with those relating to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. What we want to focus on are those events that have to do with the announcements of these special births. But before we get to that this morning, let me ask you a question, and this is not, uh, please, this is not a silly question. Let me ask you a question. Who would be Jesus? I don't know if that's correct English. Who would be Jesus? A careful reading of Luke 1 provides much information that is vital to be able to answer this question biblically. Listen. If Jesus was not God, then the angel Gabriel, Luke, Elizabeth, Mary, and Zechariah would be prime candidates for confinement in an insane asylum. Why? Well, when you pay attention to what you're reading in Luke 1, you will clearly see that Jesus is the Lord and that the Lord is God and therefore Jesus is God. I thank God that Jesus is the Son of God and He is the Son of God. But He is God the Son, the eternal Son of God. He is God, folks. God with us. You say, why do you say that? Folks, there are so many people that deny the deity of Jesus Christ today. They want to change the Word of God. They want to ex explain things away. And what happens to us, we grab a hold of the Word of God and we read it just because we know we have to read it. But we put it down and it's like, okay, what did I just read? I, I don't know how many times I found myself, uh, yes, reading, okay, what did I just read? I have no clue. So what do you do? I go back and read it over again. It's happened time and time again. We just read several verses here, and I'm going to read some more in this passage of Scripture to show clearly that these people were either crazy or they knew 
that Jesus was God. Look at verse 23. Verse 23. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house, uh, speaking of Zechariah, or Zacharias. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, listen to what she says, Thus hath the... Help me now. Who? Lord. Lord. You with me? Lord. Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Now let's go to verse 43. Matter of fact, let's read verse 41. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, speaking of Elizabeth, we just read what she said. See? Or yes? Thus hath the Lord dealt with me. That's what she said. Now, verse number 42. And she spake out with a loud voice. Who? Elizabeth. And said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Who is she talking about? She's talking about Jesus Christ, who has not been born. But what did she say just a few verses ago? She's talking about how the Lord has dealt with her. She understands what many people do not understand today, that Jesus Christ was not just the Son of God, but He was God the Son. God Himself came to this world. That the mother of my Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Hallelujah. That's good. So now Mary, the next candidate for confinement in an insane asylum, says in verse 46, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Amen. Folks, please understand what we're celebrating this morning as Christians, is something so miraculous. God, our Creator, our Heavenly Father, became man, born of the Virgin Mary, to live, suffer, and die for me and for you. To believe or not to believe. Years ago when um, I was going to government schools, uh, we used to go to the library and look at the Guinness Book of World Records. I think most of those people were born in Austin. <laughs> Keep Austin weird. I remember seeing the picture uh, of the guy. I don't remember what country he was from. Uh, just a city, Austin, that had the longest fingernails on record. It's ugly. The colors of his nails and how do you function? How can you do any of the normal things in life with fingernails that are like snakes? You're looking at this. Is this really real? And then Ripley's Believe It or Not, right? Did he really do that? Did that really? Think about this. To believe or not to believe. We're going to do something very simple this morning. 
we're going to take these two divine encounters. The angel with Zacharias and the angel with Mary and compare the two. You see, at the beginning, the two are very similar. But something's going to happen that breaks down all the similarities between the two. And it has to do with believing or not believing. Look at verse 11. Quickly, verse 11. We're in chapter 1, verse 11. The Bible says here, verse 11, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. The angel knew exactly where Zacharias was. Look at verse 28. Verse 28 says, And the angel came in unto her, to who? Mary. He knew where she was, and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Both receive a divine visit, a divine messenger. The angel Gabriel comes to Zacharias, and the angel Gabriel comes to Mary. Very similar. Verse 12. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. Verse 29. And when she saw him, who, Mary? When she saw the angel, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Folks, we're, we're, we're so exposed to so many things today. But think about this. If you were to have a divine encounter with an angel of God, how would you respond? I don't know how I would respond. The, the D.C. boy in me might, gone, gone. Don't know. But one thing we know here in both of these situations, in both of these circumstances, they both were fearful. So used to Hollywood and all these uh, horror flicks and we don't get scared anymore. That's not the message. That's, look at verse 13. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to, uh, to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Who's the Lord? Jesus. What does Isaiah 40 say? He's going to go before the Lord, referring to Jehovah. Jesus is God. Now verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. Only thing that changed here is the name. For thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. We find out that both of these children are going to be great. But here's where the similarities break down. The angel comes, delivers the message to Zacharias, delivers the message to Mary. Both of them, seeing the angel, hearing the words, are fearful. The angel responds to both of them, fear not. 
But here's where everything changes. And it has to do with believing or not believing. Verse 18. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. Uh, Verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? What we're dealing with here are biological questions. Zachariah, uh, uh, Zacharias understands uh, his body and what's going on. He understands what's going on with his wife. He understands his age and the age of his wife. Mary understands her situation too. She understands biology. She was not an evolutionist. They understand what's going on. Now, Zacharias says, whereby shall I know this? I'm an old man. Well, not really old, but Elizabeth. (laughs) I'm still getting around, all right. But Elizabeth and Mary, her question was different. She said, how shall this be? Is there a precedent to believe in the case of Zacharias? A biblical precedent? Yes. Abraham and Sarah. Look at Matthew, uh, put, a, put something here, finger, your tongue, whatever you want. Uh, Matthew 12, Matthew 12. There's a difference between Zacharias' question and Mary's question. Look here at Matthew 12:38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation... Seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. When Zacharias says, "Whereby shall I know this?" It's like he's saying, uh, mm-hmm. "Give me a sign. Show me something. This is what you say is going to happen. Show me something. I want to know where, whereby shall I know this?" He's looking for a sign that what God has said through His messenger. Is going to come to pass. We could say it another way. He is in unbelief. Show me something. Let me see something and I will believe. So many people today want the same thing. Show me something. Show me something miraculous. Show me something that I haven't seen before and I will believe. To believe or not to believe. Now in the case of Mary, verse 34 says, Then said Mary unto the angel, How? Shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Mary understands. You know, there's only one way that this could happen. And what you're telling me is going against biology. It's going against nature. How shall this be? Not in unbelief, but wanting to know how it's going to happen. You see, how do you know that? The context. When you continue to read the story of Zacharias, you understand that he did not believe. When you continue to read the story of of the angel with Mary, you understand that she did believe. Look in verse 20. It says, And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that those things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season." Did he believe or did he not believe? Now verse 38. 
And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now go to verse 46. Verse 46. Or verse 45. It says, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Mary believes. Zacharias does not believe. Seems to that Zacharias wants a sign, and Mary does not ask for a sign. But isn't it interesting that God gives Zacharias a sign? <laughs> he wanted a sign, and he got one. Mary didn't ask for a sign, didn't need a sign. You know what? She got one. She believed. God says, she believed. I'm going to give her a sign. You know what? Your cousin Elizabeth, she's already with family, with child. Are you with me? Everything changes. Why? To believe or not to believe. Now go back to the, the verse, uh, the passage of Scripture we just read. It says in verse 19, And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak unto the day that those thing, these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. Now, the, both of these divine encounters, they end. But they end very differently. When the angel leaves Zacharias, Zacharias finishes, he walks out, and instead of going out there saying, Hey, we're going to have a baby, and it's going to be a baby boy. And it's going to be great having a baby boy. And he's walking around passing out cigars to everybody. No. <laughs> Are you with me? Can't say, man, we're going to have a baby boy, and he's going to be great. He's going to be a blessing to a lot of folks. But he gets out, and it's, he cannot speak. Do you know what it is? Ladies. <laughs> to have a secret. You want to say something, but you can't. You could, you could and you probably did. But he, he walks out and he wants, listen, 400 years had passed, not a prophetic word. And when he comes out of there, the people understood. When he could not talk, they understood that he had received a divine vision. He received words from God that God was about to do something special. And because of his unbelief, he walks out to believe or not to believe. Now, in the case of Mary, it's very different. Look here, verse 38. When this divine encounter is finished, Mary says here, and Mary said, she can speak. Why? Because she believed. Now go up to verse 46. Think about this. There is a message here. She has something that she can say. Zacharias has something that, that he can say, but he's not able to say it because of his unbelief. She has something that she can say, and she can share it with others. Why? Because of her belief. And it says here, and Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. She said, I've got to say something. This is great news. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And she goes on, and she talks about how wonderful God is and the glory of God. Why? Because she believed, folks. When we do not believe, we shut our own mouths to the wonders and, and, and uh, the, the great things that God has done. Verse 41, quickly, uh, verse 41. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. 
And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice, saying, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Think about this. This is unbelievable. This is where we get in trouble, where we just... The angel just leaves Mary. Are you with me? She just leaves Mary. Mary goes and she grabs her purse and she gets out her iPhone. And she calls up Elizabeth. And she says, Elizabeth, you're not going to believe this. No, she didn't do that. She could not do that. The angel leaves. The Bible talks about Mary leaving her home and going to Zachariah's house, Elizabeth's house. She gets in. Walks up to Elizabeth, are you there? And when she hears the salutation, or John the Baptist hears the salutation, he moves, leaps in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Ghost, begins to speak. And she begins to say things. How did she know that? How did she know? Who called her? Uh, are you still with me? How did Elizabeth know what the angel Gabriel said to Mary and that she believed? How did Mary know about Elizabeth? I'm not saying that they knew these things the same way. What I want to emphasize here is that the Lord God informs those that love him and fear him. Also, I'd like to reiterate that Elizabeth and Mary both exercised faith in the word of God spoken by the angel Gabriel. Mary heard his words directly from him, while Elizabeth heard them indirectly. However, the result was the same. They both believed. Their action was to believe. I want to tell you this morning, when a person believes God and exercises faith in Him and His Word, He will reveal more to that person. Mary believed, and God says, you believe? Okay, Mary, you know what? Your cousin Elizabeth is also with child. Also, whatever else God chooses to reveal will also have to be accepted and embraced by faith and with faith. Elizabeth? Elizabeth's older than I am. Elizabeth's never had kids. She's barren. And God says she's with child. What Mary heard the angels say had never, ever happened before. It will be something totally new, which we now know to be unique. It never happened again, nor will it ever happen again. Understanding this, it is logical that Mary would be a little perplexed. The fact is that even today there are some details that are somewhat difficult to understand or explain to everyone's satisfaction. And even though this is the case and was the case with Mary, she believed. She surely didn't comprehend every detail of what was going to happen to her, but I repeat, she believed. To believe or not to believe. A few passages of Scripture, a few verses and we're done. Uh, Mark 9. Finally got an amen. I knew we had some folks from Ixmiquilpan here. Mark 9, quickly, quickly, folks, Mark 9. To believe or not to believe, Mark 9, 23 says, Jesus said unto them, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. 11, 22, Mark 11, 22. 11, 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Romans 4. Romans 4. Hear those pages turn in Romans 4. Romans 4.18 Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken 
so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to who? To God. Why? Because he believed. To believe or not to believe. Please, one more passage of Scripture because we can't leave Zacharias hanging. Go back to Luke. Luke 1. Now the angel expressly said to him, uh, that uh, until the, in, not able to speak until the day that these things uh, shall be performed because thou believest not my words. Okay, so there's going to be a time where this is going to be fulfilled and it happens. Look at verse 59, Luke 1, 59. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred, that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately. And his tongue loosed. And he spake and praised God. Amen. Why? It has happened. Now he has the opportunity. I couldn't speak for nine months and, and praise God and tell the wonderful things that he is doing in my life and in Elizabeth's life. But now he has the opportunity to speak. And you know what he does? Let's go home and eat turkey. Verse 67. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. And it, it, goes, it goes on and on. Can you imagine after nine months not being able to, to speak? And now you have that opportunity. And he blesses and praises the Lord God. He believed. You see, you could be at that point. You know what? It, I, I don't think this is going to happen. God's got to show me, uh, give me a sign. Well, maybe he's getting your attention this morning. So you know what? If there's a promise in the word of God that can be applied to me, I'm just going to believe God. To believe or not to believe, that changed everything. So many people are lost today. Not because there's, there's uh, uh, not good reasons to believe. Simply because they have chosen not to believe. Some of you here this morning may have uh, made that choice to not believe. I don't care what they say to me. I don't care what they show me. I don't care how they try to convince me. With what words, with what arguments, I am not going to believe. You're never going to understand to believe not to believe. We certainly hope that you've enjoyed this message today, but more importantly, we hope that the Lord has challenged you in some way to grow in your Christian life. For more information about our church, including directions and times of services, please visit our website at www.capitalcitybaptist.org.